Are your freedoms being destroyed? Like free speech? Shut up! Then fucking stay here and be blunt about it. Shut up! Will you shut up? Be right back. So Carrie and Bush are from the Skull and Bones Club of Yale. Skull and Bones, which is the beginning of their rituals into the satanic orders, is basically what it is. One of the initiation rites of the Skull and Bones is to screw one man, screwing the other one. You know, uh, uh, you know, anal sex. Okay, John Kerry Cohen gave George Bush Jr. his satanic rights, and they lay down in a coffin full of mud to do this in. So you're saying that John Kerry and George Bush had anal sex together in college in a coffin full of mud? That's right. I am saying that, and because John Kerry Cohen gave George Bush Jr. Okay, Carol. Carol, Carol, what do you have to say about that? Sounds pretty shitty to me. <laughs> <laughs> blunt. Do you like to be blunt? Absolutely. We don't sugarcoat shit. Listen Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 noon Pacific Standard Time. You'll hear things you've never heard before. Renegade Talk Radio. Welcome to Renegade Nation, Renegade Talk in Maui, where we don't sugarcoat shit. My name is Richie Kepler, along with Marla, the ever drop dead gorgeous model herself. Hi, baby. Hello, hi. Uh, we have Bill Renegade Dean. Nation. And we have Bill Dean on formerly of CBS News, uh, winner of the Peabody Award and all these other awards that Bill has. And we have a special guest today, Carl Higby. He's a former United States Navy SEAL, and we're going to be talking about the SEALs and what happened to him. It's going to be an absolutely dynamite show. His guns and roses. about a jungle, man. Do we have a jungle today to talk about? All this stuff that's going on with the military, the veterans not getting their benefits, the abomination of the nation, as Marla calls it. Welcome, Renegade Nation. Thank you for all the downloads. We really appreciate everything you've done for us, and we really love you. Don't we, don't we, Marla? We do. Renegade Nation rocks. Yeah, they rock, man. So, hey, Bill, how you doing? How was your weekend? How was your Easter? Okay, I I thank you for telling me that I uh, telling the world that I have a Peabody. I don't. Oh, you don't? I I thought you did. Murrows. Oh, Oh, Edward R. Murrows. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, I made a mistake. Yeah, we are only human here. You want to be upfront and honest. (laughs) You got to be upfront and honest. I made a mistake. Dream can I? I would like a Peabody. Well, I I I think I do have a Peabody. They alluded (laughs) to me last week. So, um, so, so, did you have a nice weekend? in New York, Bill? No. Hmm? No? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. thought you went to a show yeah. to a with some broad. <laughs> some broad. Some hot tomato you picked up somewhere. No? No, he's not speaking. Oh, now, I so. see. Okay. Okay. All right. So uh, we have Carl Higby on, Renegade Nation. Um, Carl is a former United States Navy SEAL. And uh, Carl was... Um, issued an honorable discharge from the uh, Navy. He was in Iraq. Is, is that right, Carl? Yeah, I was uh, in Iraq twice. In, in two tours of I- in, in, uh, in Iraq. And he, uh, he got an honorable discharge, and then the Navy decided to um, give him a general discharge. So we're going to find out what that's all about, because apparently, if I'm, and if I'm wrong here, Carl, you, you wrote a book uh, about uh, policy and political um, goings-on in the Middle East. And so I guess the question is, what happened? Why, why did they give you the honorable discharge and then turn around and give you a general discharge based on this book? Can you explain to the audience what that's all about? Yeah. Basically, it is. This is a 
uh, and I know the order to change my discharge came from very, very high up because it came from above my immediate commanders. Um, I wrote this book, you mean a book called Battle on the Home Front, and it's available on Amazon and all that stuff. Okay. I, I, I said, there's some things wrong with the, mil- the military, and I pointed out acute deficiencies with my proposed solutions on how to fix it. And in the book, because I was still active duty when I wrote it, I, I said, hey, look, I don't like the president, I don't like his ideology, but he's my boss, and I'll follow his orders. And they said, well, you know, that's not good enough. You you can't say anything bad about the president. I said, so that's, you know, that doesn't really keep in, in tune with my First Amendment rights. They said, no, your your job as a soldier is to listen to your commanders. They said, well, you know, in our, re- in our enlistment oath, it says, you know, I swear to support and defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And after that, you swear to obey the orders of those appointed over you. And I said, look, you know, the Constitution outweighs your order. I'm sorry. So, so Carlo, the, the, the bottom line here is you didn't give away any national security secrets or, or tell anybody about any, any operational details, have you? did you? Absolutely not. I had a lawyer and a JAG, uh, the JAG who wrote the forward, Guy Rushenthaler, mm-hmm. um, both review the book, make sure it was good to go. Then I had NCIS, the Navy Criminal Investigative Service, review it as well. And they said, no, there's nothing in here that's secret, but your command has to give you the actual... Uh, the actual check in the box. Okay, and so they refused to do that. Okay, so, so Carl, said, hey, you know what? Go ahead. I'm, I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah, you went through the chain of command and got the approval, and then when you finally got the approval, uh, they turned around and like stabbed you in the back, basically. Well, I didn't. I actually went through the chain of command. They they refused to even review the book at all, and I had to go outside the chain of command just to cover my bases to make sure it was good to go. Mm-hmm. And then I still had to go back to the chain of command, but. They didn't follow the rules because they have a certain amount of time to review the book. They had the book for two years. They wouldn't even review it. Wow. Two so years? I was like, this wow. is screwed up. Huh. What'd you say, Bill? I didn't say anything, but uh, I, I'm looking at your book summary, and uh, it seems pretty strong. Uh, yeah, I don't like know. The American I don't know dream it. is becoming a nightmare. And, uh, well, go ahead and read it, Bill. ordinary Americans are the only ones who can stop it. It's asking for action on the part of uh, America. I can on the part of Americans, and I can I can see. Uh, although you're not saying anything specific, although you're not breaking any secrets or anything here, I can see how some uptight uh, uh, officer could say, "Hey, you know, this guy's anti-American." And they yeah. are uptight. Well, that was the thing. And there was a guy, my commanding officer, was a total clown. He. He just—he was a puppet looking for the next rank, and that's exactly what he did. He, he did whatever they told him to, and they had every opportunity to give me anything but an honorable discharge while I was getting out. But And I requested a court-martial, and they said no, because they knew they would lose, because I followed the law, and I did follow the rules, and I did everything by the book. So you, so. Got, you got the DD-215... And that's what uh, bucks you down to the general discharge, and the, that's the letter to to the Navy contesting their error, and right. uh, and basically telling you to go pound sand up your ass. Exactly, and and I, by all letter of the law, what I've been instructed from my attorneys and my legal team is that is that is null and void. They can't they can't downgrade your discharge after you're out. 
Huh. Yeah, I've never heard of that. an ex post facto. You can't do that. I mean, you know, they made a decision. They gave you an honorable discharge, and then they turn, and then they changed their mind. And the thing, the whole thing about it too is, uh, you know, I had that honorable discharge, and the BD two fifteen, the adjustment to the original honorable discharge that says you're downgraded to a general, is signed by a commanding officer that took over a month and a half after I exited the service. After you left the service. So they didn't yeah. even know what you, what you what would you accomplish. Wow. Yeah, they, I've never I don't even know the guy. Wow. You are so caught up in bureaucracy how many, and red tape. Yeah, how many people in the military you think are in the same position by calling out abominable and calling out what's going on over there and um that by, yeah, by the way, I call Abominable and is Abominable the Clown with his cast, cast of characters. So what was in the book that got, <laughs> got them so upset? What was the main thing that you were talking about? And if you can go into a little bit more detail, yeah. that really upset them. And, and where can people uh, find the book? The book is on Amazon. And yeah, the book's on Amazon, Battle on the Home Front. Battle um, on the Home Google Front. Google Carl Higby, it'll pop up. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, the, in a nutshell is... There's a chapter in there called Military Bureaucracy and Its Deficiencies. And I smash the chain of command. I, t- I talk about how inefficient it is. I compare it to the DMV, pretty much. <laughs> well, that's enough. <laughs> yeah, that's you know what, though? You speak the truth. You speak the truth. They don't, they don't they want don't the want, truth out. Yeah, that's exactly why you're on this radio show. Yes. And, yeah, and I was told by my commanding officer, Carl, don't say this stuff. It makes us look bad. And I looked them dead in the eye. I said, sir, with all due respect, America's sons and daughters are coming home in boxes, and you're worried about who's looking bad? That's that a- went over real well, by the way. <laughs> but... Well, it, it, you know, it sounds like you you were outing them about the way they were operating over there and what was going on in these all these uh, uh, men and women are being killed or and dismembered by these bombs and everything that's going on. And the American public is not getting the real truth about what the hell is really going on over there. Well, it, yeah, and you're absolutely right. What's really going on over there is our hands are tied. One of my good friends was killed. He was blown up by an IED and following a protocol that was set in place by a commander back at base that is known to be dangerous. He he said, I want to do it this way. The commander said, no, you won't. And he died because he did it the commander's way, who has never done this job. And it's it's a mind of political correctness. And it's what's going to make me look good. Wow. It's just like what you see. You know, well, uh, you know, I, I was in the Army, and uh, I was told this stuff, that uh, even though you can you can tell a commanding officer that you don't believe in what he's doing and that he's wrong, but you, and he says, I'm right, and then you have to go and do what he tells you, whether it's right or wrong. And uh, right. that's, the, that's the way it is, and if you, if you uh, violate that, you, you get in trouble. But I don't well, blame you for speaking good. out. I um, I think that a lot of people are speaking out. It's interesting. You you live by the sword, you die by the sword, and some CIA agents are now being thrown in jail. You know, uh, yeah. and so uh, you know they're not protected either. So you know, the whole Carl, country is uh, yeah. like uh, you know a dictatorship now, where everybody's looking over their shoulder. Carl, what what is really going on over there? I mean, you you were in Iraq for two tours. What the hell is really going on? And why are we in Iraq anyway? I thought I thought the nine eleven thing, with, with all that, was about Afghanistan and Al Qaeda. Well, I mean, as you know, we're all we're completely vacated Iraq now as right. a military force. Right. But um, and the, the irony of that too is my book was released after we had left Iraq, okay. but they were still picking me apart, 
part about stuff going on in Iraq. And I was like, we're not even there anymore. So what's happening over there is we have we've decided to fight a war on our enemy's terms because of political correctness. And instead of going over there, and I was there in 2007 and then again in 2009. In 2007, we just killed everybody we didn't like and everybody who was in our way and everybody who was a bad guy. And we had no problem with it. Right. Um, That's just how it was. And then, you know, now, if someone shoots at us, we're still not allowed to shoot back because we may... You know, he may be the mayor's son of a province mm-hmm. somewhere. And you're like, wow. come on, man. And our commander, and I talk about this in the book, too. We were we were trying to get approved to go on operations overseas. Hey, we want to go. Here's the actionable intelligence. Let's go do this. Let's go kill bad guys. They're like, whoa, 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 whoa. what if there's an incident? <laughs> so, we were what if like, there's an incident? The street. You'd rather make it through a deployment as a commanding officer with no incident and no operations, no successful operations. Carl, this you th- would go out and get bad guys. Carl, this happened in Vietnam also. They uh, children were blowing up uh, army and navy guys and uh, air force guys, and Vietnam and, and, children, and, and, the, the Vietnamese, yes. and you know these children had had hand grenades strapped through their balls. You know, and they were blowing yeah. up people. And all of a sudden, you know, you had to be very careful who you talked to, what you did, how you did it. And it was very, stay very dangerous. Stay away from children. Stay away from children. They'll blow we were you told, up. Stay away from the children. They'll blow you up. And uh, yeah. they, they used their own children to blow American service people up. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah it's, it, and that's the thing is you sit there and you, you, you wonder. And we're fighting by rules, rules of engagement are doing nothing but hindering us over there. It's like, why do we even bother having guns? We're fighting for the heart Well, basically what you're saying is... American soldiers don't know how to fight a guerrilla war. Look at Vietnam, look at uh, Afghanistan and uh, Iraq. Uh, We need to, uh, you know, uh, in in Iraq 1, we just knocked the hell out of them in uh, in a matter of hours. Uh, we can yeah. we can fight a trench warfare in two seconds, but if they uh, if they have a little kid coming up to you and he, he hits you with a hand grenade and that drives you crazy, you know you don't know if that next kid that you see you feel like you want to shoot him because you can't trust him, and one of the, yeah. one of your buddies has just died over it, and that drives American soldiers crazy because they can't they have a difficult time killing a little kid. I got to disagree on the guerrilla warfare thing. I think the American soldiers, uh, the American soldier is the most badass thing that's ever been created. I mean, we will adapt to anything you put us in. That's but the true. the problem is, is our commanders don't. Our commanders are, are worthless. Well, don't they the, the hey, hey, Carl, don't, scale. don't the commanders go through the same training that you went through? Yeah, but there's something, there's this Kool-Aid, big bucket of Kool-Aid somewhere, and at some point, at some rank, they just start pounding this Kool-Aid that makes them forget about everything rational and only think about their own career. Wow. Yeah, I, I Everybody who's worth a, worth a damn in the military moves on. And, you know, they get these great jobs out of the military. And very few, very few commanders that are in, in a commanding position mm-hmm. are, are worth anything because most of the people who stay in stay in because they have nothing else going for them. Right, they become yeah, lifers. Yeah, yeah what, right. no, let's change the subject. What about bin Laden? I mean, there's a lot of stink going on right now about bin Laden and about that SEAL team uh, uh, number six, I guess, uh, is what yeah. they call it. And uh, two of those guys, I think, one of, them, one of them died in Arizona, and I think another one was injured uh, in Iraq, if I'm not mistaken. Carl can tell us. Yeah, Carl, after tell us was, about that. Uh, yeah, we were, we were out of Iraq after 
the uh, Bin Laden hit. Or actually, we were soon after. We were after. We were out. That was two years ago. It was coming up on the two-year anniversary, May first. I think it was yeah. May first, yeah. uh, 2000, 2011. Yeah. It was two yep. years ago. Yeah. So, so the bottom two line years is ago, they're, right they're, 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 they're keeping these guys quiet. Or there's, a, 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 it's my understanding that you, as a naval sea, a Navy SEAL, you're supposed to keep everything very secretive. Everything's secretive. But a, a, apparently, these yeah. leaks have been coming out, and a lot of conspiracy theorists are starting up about there's what the hell, lot. what the hell really happened over there. What happened? With, you know, with the with, with, with the helicopter crashing into the compound and all this uh, commotion going on. So you can can you elaborate well, on that? Didn't really, I mean, the, the helicopter it was this churched up story. The helicopter hit the wall and flew right into the wall. <laughs> okay. So yeah, so okay. there's a big conspiracy there. They, yeah. They covered it up to be this victorious mission with a mechanical. Yeah. So I mean, there's a bunch of things. Most of the time in the military, these they they, they write these big cover stories that are so fantastic, like the the pirates who got shot off the fantail, right? Uh, by the same steel team, you know. That could have been in, done, nobody would have known about it, and that's it. But what they had to do was, because some admiral wanted it on his fit rep somewhere, that he was involved in it, they sat on the fantail for days, and they had to skydive. Yeah. Put guys at risk and millions of dollars of cost just to make some admiral look good, when they could have just done it at night, and nobody would have known, and other than that. And that was the end of it. It's, so, it's like Obama. Yeah. Like Obama, a lot of people are complaining that Obama was t- t- taking all the credit and th- spiking the football and all that other stuff. And everybody else is, you know, th- that SEAL team had to be very quiet and very secretive. But he, there he is, throwing balls around and taking credit for the whole thing. Right. Well, that, and that's something Carl, that you're going to get uh, a general. You're going to get a general discharge at the, if it stands now. Could you tell the audience uh, why a general discharge is not a very good thing and that uh, yeah, you've got to have point. an honorable discharge? I know that you can vote under that. You can't under a bad conduct, but you, you can vote. Yeah. What, uh, what are it's, the uh, restrictions under? Uh, under there really general? aren't any more restrictions except for I lose my GI Bill. Which is horrible. And, uh, which is my educational benefits. Exactly. What, about, what about the health benefits? Do you keep them if they keep it as a general? Uh, I don't. Well, I, I didn't retire. I only did nine years, so I don't. I don't receive any benefits outside of. No, the I'm talking about veteran. I'm, I'm, I'm talking like about that. veterans' health benefits. Can you get the? If, can you? Because oh. there's a big well, stink. I can tell you if I could get the people at the VA to actually do my paperwork. Yeah, it's been ten months. I haven't heard a peep from them. Yeah, you know, we so. were we were watching something on the news the other day. You know, with all the files stacked up, and they said they're it's taking them a year to three years to get through all this paperwork. My question is, why isn't the Veterans Administration all computerized like everything else is? They haven't done it. Well, they sure can find you when they want to find you. Oh, that's you. for sure, yeah. Anyway, we're going to talk about you that. You owe them money, they'll find you. Oh, yeah, you money. owe them money. You better believe Anyway, it. we're going to take a break. When we come back, I'm going to talk about the Veterans Administration, uh, Veterans Health Benefits, and the and Carl's book, and uh, Renegade Nation will be right back. You hang in there. What a really interesting interview Very. this is. We'll be right back. Hold on. Jesus Christ. 
Welcome back, Renegade Nation, Renegade Talking Maori, where we don't sugarcoat shit. We have Carl Hugby, a former U.S. Navy SEAL who was in Iraq for two tours, wrote a book about it, how a military operates. Of course, we have Bill Dean on, formerly of CBS News, and Marla, and we're going to continue this conversation with Carl about why he got a general discharge. And I forgot to press the button on the stupid machine because I'm in uh, Whirlyville today. Anyway, here's an excess. <laughs> oh, yeah, I like that. Gotta love the do-over. Oh, Bill, it's been one of those days. You know, I've been up since 5 o'clock this morning working hard, and uh, now I'm really uh, getting tired. But so. Yeah, we don't do do-overs. What you hear yeah, that was, is what you get. I, I, I forgot to press the button. Yeah, didn't if, record anything. If he doesn't press the Jesus button, Christ. nobody can hear us. Anyway, one of those days. But anyway, we have Carl Higby. He's a former U.S. Navy SEAL. He got a di- he was, he, Which he, I'm he, impressed. He was in Iraq for a couple years, uh, fought for the American people, the, the country, a, a true patriot, and then he gets an honorable discharge, and then the Navy turns around and decides he doesn't deserve that because he wrote this book, and they gave him a general discharge. Allegedly. And now he, alleged, allegedly! And then he, now he's fighting back, and he's on the air with us to talk about this, and this is going to be sent all over the world to all the military people that listen to this radio show. And we have Bill Dean on. Uh, Bill wrote the book, Smooth Criminal. If yes. you'd like to find out about that, go to Amazon. Excellent book. Smooth Criminal. It's a real, true book, and also a battle on the home front, and that's by Carl Hugby, and you can also go to Amazon for that. Carl, welcome to the show, and Bill, of course. Hey, thanks. Yeah, I'd like to ask a, a question about your lawyer in Pittsburgh. Uh, how many precedents have been set on this when somebody gets a, an honorable discharge and then they change their mind and take it away after you're out of the service? None. Has so, that, that ever happened before in the history of America? Never happened in... And to his knowledge and mine, it has never happened to anybody ever. That that is insane when you think about it. You, they give you the honorable discharge. You get the DD two fourteen, the paperwork. It's honorable, and then they get you get a letter from the Navy saying we we're, we're downgrading you to a general discharge. There's something really stinky, stinky here. Renegade Nation, listen to this shit. This is what's going on. This is a guy who put his it's, it's Obama administration's willingness to sidestep the law because it's not convenient for them. That's exactly what well, Obama's the been doing. The abomination of our nation. Well, you know what's really funny about this whole thing about voter fraud? And pe- people do try to bring up voter fraud in Philadelphia, which I call Philadelphia. 55 words in Philadelphia when it came to vote in the presidential election last November. 55 of those words. Renegade Nation, listen to this and listen closely. Nobody voted for Romney in those 55 words. Nobody. How, they, that, how does that happen? They don't cheat, right? No, they don't cheat. They're yeah, honest no. Americans. That happened in Ohio, too. And, oh. and it happened in Ohio, too. And, Isn't that interesting? Yeah, it, it, what makes me so, what's funny is some lady came on the Hannity program, the radio program, and said, I live in that district, and I didn't vote for Obama. Right. That, that, that didn't make news. Yep. I saw an elderly gentleman that voted for Romney several times, and he'd go back, and it would say, Obamable. And then he'd go back in and re-vote. It happened to him three times. I've always thought that was rigged anyway. I, yeah. I, I, that's, what, so, that's what Mayor Daley taught us to do. Vote often. Vote often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any chance you get, just keep on voting. Uh, so anyway, getting let's go back to the veterans' benefits. A lot of veterans from Iraq and Afghanistan are not getting their benefits. They have to wait two, one, two, or three years. Disability. They The Veterans Administration has totally fucked this whole thing up, Renegade Nation. They have no computer systems. They're uh, like back-ass backwards in the 1960s they, and 70s. Like they weren't 70s. prepared. After they sent people to war, they didn't 
they weren't even thinking about the consequences. Well, you know what Bill said the other day. Bill, you, didn't you say that they were hoping they all come back dead anyway? Yeah, you did say so that. So they won't have to deal with it. So, um, yeah, well, that was, that was the plan. Uh, Carl probably knows that. that they, looked, uh, they looked up how many people died in Vietnam, and then they compared it, and they said, well, they'll all be dead, and then we don't have to throw them all in the hospitals and pay for the next 50 years. But medicine has changed, and they got those guys on the plane on their way to Germany, Rhein-Main, in no time. And, and in fact, that uh, that plane is so big, it's like a hospital. It's like a hospital, and that's why a lot of... Quickly. Right, that's why, uh, why a lot of these guys survive is yeah. because of that hospital and the plane, but in Vietnam, they didn't have that. And no. apparently, like I said... Now they don't have half a face, and uh, they don't have legs, and... Um, right. Right up to each other. Well, well, also, you know, our our field medics are are so much better trained now exactly. than uh, you know. They should have looked at the numbers a little bit more carefully. Yeah, we never should now have been there. They, we're <laughs> going to be paying for the Iraq War for the next fifty years. Well, the actuaries oh. knew about it. somebody knew about that, and they didn't really uh, care to tell the American people. Nobody else ever thought about it. They should have. They're the government. We elect those people, and they don't tell us what the hell's really going on and what sh- what, we, what what's going to be happening after this war. And you're right, Bill. We're going to be paying for this the taxpayers for the next forty years. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. what do we get out of this? And that, that's the other thing is that the, the Bush administration went in there and 9-11, and, and there's so much conspiracy theories about what the hell, why we were there in the first place. Um, and now, well, you know. People are people are partially right when they say oil. People are partially right when they say the Christian uh, right. And, um, of course, you've got Rumsfeld in the Defense Department who can't wait to get in there and Dick Cheney. And, um, you know, we had uh, actually, you know, our success in Afghanistan really, really built a euphoria in this country. And we we went into Iraq uh, probably for that reason. And the Russians weren't able to do it in over seven years, and we did it in about six weeks, I guess. And that yeah. that really built up the whole damn country here. And the the idea was that we were going to Christianize the uh, the Middle East. You're exactly right. The, you know, this was a modern day version of the Crusades. It was exactly. It, you know, they, they wanted to instill uh, some sort of democracy and accountability in a, a country and a region where people don't give a shit about. You know, about what, who's at fault? What? There's a term. You know, I mean, I, I was over. I, I was over at CBS when that uh, when that invasion started. And uh, do you know that that our president, President Bush, number two, was so little educated that he first named this a crusade, and that is about the worst thing you can call any Muslim. And boy, I mean, you know, they had to they had to tell him a couple of days later. We cannot call this a crusade in the Middle Crusade. <laughs> He's an idiot. So was yeah, it? I mean, I, boy, Bush is a, is my top top heroes. I love the guy, but you know, huh. he definitely made some blunders. Oh, lots of them. So we were we were going over there to try to uh, get the oil, or we were trying weapons to we, we, the weapons of mass destruction, or we were there on a crusade <laughs> to change these people. These people have not changed in thousands and thousands of years, and, not, and, and we're not going to change them. And now everything's well, tell worse. Me, tell me why Halliburton is the only uh, uh, company in America that is capable of feeding the troops. Uh, we did this a couple of uh, weeks ago. It's uh, like forty-eight billion dollars or something like that. No, it was thirty-nine point eight billion. 
And uh, I mean, what do they put oil on the on their food or what? And uh, <laughs> Crisco, nobody, yeah. nobody could bid. <laughs> Howard Johnson's couldn't bid. Nobody else. Only one company in America was qualified to feed the American troops. Yeah. And it just happens to well, be Dick Cheney's Halliburton. Yeah, I mean, it, it, the whole war effort. Like these were charging. I know the contractors over there were charging like eight hundred dollars for a freaking doorknob. Eight? Whoa, 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 whoa. Eight hundred dollars yeah. for a doorknob? Renegade Nation, you hear yeah, where your was, tax money's going? There was dude, there was a contractor over there when I was over there in two thousand nine and he was telling me, he was like, We charge eight hundred dollars to the government for a doorknob. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's like when you go to the hospital and then months later you get the bill for things that never happened to like you. Like speech therapy, which yes. you never had. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're in there for you know the, the, the whole irony of the situation is these people have been living in mud huts, shitting in their hands for two, three, four thousand years. Exactly, and this is the the cradle of civilization, and they're still shitting in their hands. Uh, yeah, well, that's so like yeah. Hey, hey, Carl. You know, that, you know, my my conclusion is uh, you have to do it yourself, and uh, we did it two hundred years ago. And uh, we got some help from the French, but we did it ourselves. We wanted to do it. We wanted this freedom. The people over there don't know they anything don't. about freedom. And now they've turned on, uh, and now they're uh, after. What we've done in Iraq is horrible because we've now got buddies between Iran, our enemy, and Iraq. Right. They're on the same side because of their religion. And it's all well, about. I got a funny story to that. Go ahead, Carl. Uh, um. There was a, a buddy of mine overseas, and he was working with another agency. And the four-star Admiral McRaven came in. And this is this came directly, I'm not going to give you his name, but this came directly from the horse's mouth. So it's four-star Admiral McRaven comes in and was like, cool. So what are we going to, like, what's the plan here in Afghanistan? Like, what, what's the plan for your debt? And this little girl from another agency poked her head out and said, let me tell you what's going on here, what's really going on. You guys have screwed up big time. Every commander who comes through here promises all these shakes and different tribes and everything like that. All these different things. And then they don't deliver, or the troops pull out, and the plan changes. And now all these tribes hate us because we promised them this stuff, and they bank banked on that. So it's it's so, basically total disorganization amongst uh, the, these commanders uh, with the military. Oh, yeah. The right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing. Yeah, the right doing. hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing. Anytime you put an officer in charge of something, you can count on it getting screwed up. Wow. I so. believe that. It's We hear it all the time. What did you think of your leadership at uh, the SEALs? I, I'll tell you, my immediate commander, he was an 04 uh, lieutenant commander or major in you know, partner forces. But he, um, great guy. Great Great guy. I mean, we would bend over backwards for this guy. He said jump. We asked how high. He was another SEAL. And he was there for the fight. He didn't care about his career. He was there for the fight. He wanted to do it. And he stuck his neck out for every one of his guys, especially when we had that whole court martial thing go down with the prisoner abuse. Mm -hmm. And um, he put his ass in the line for us. And it, it destroyed him. His career is over. Where is he at now? He did the right thing. So he did the right thing, and now his career and is ruined. The, and well, go ahead, I'm, Marla, sorry, I'm sorry, what was the right thing? that? No, he the, fought. The right thing was during that prisoner abuse trial, he really pushed for us. And also the whole deployment, he was consistently pushing to try to get us to do, you know, operations. Go kill bad guys. Go and, kill guys. Uh, that's what right. you're supposed to do. He would, he, he would constantly call our commanders out for being incompetent. Wow. They, they fried him for it. So did he get an honorable discharge, or is he in the general discharge area? He, he's 
still in, actually. Really? But oh, he's still in. Driving okay. a desk somewhere, and he'll never, his career won't progress at all. So, I mean, it's, it's a travesty. And he's one of the, he was one of the greatest leaders I've had in the field teams as far so as So the bottom line is, that the bottom line is with that guy, he didn't follow the orders, and that's where he's just sitting at a desk someplace just wasting away now. Yeah, exactly. Is it so exactly. He's, 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 he's a very talented leader, and guys respect him, and they, they pretty much can do. So on the bottom, when are you going to... So it's amazing with all the regulations and everything that you got in the service, uh, and they come out of these service academies and everything, but it is so political. It is just amazing. I mean, you know, and everybody's watching their own back, and are you going to be my friend, or are you going to talk to... And it, it's... And everybody's trying to protect their ass. Bill, here's the problem. When yeah. you, when you, when they, that, when, you made it when, sound like the, um, the, the TV show Survivor. Survivor, <laughs> yeah. When you go into a, a country, like a foreign country like Iraq, that, that, that for the last three, 4,000 years, like Carl said, they're shitting in their hands. You can't detect who is his, uh, what religion they are. The Shiites versus the Muslims now versus... I mean, what do they do? Have things on their forehead that say, no. I'm a Shiite? <laughs> I mean, you don't know what you're dealing with. You're, you're completely out, and you, you can't tell. And they all dress well. the same way, and you don't know who the well, enemy is. Well, now they're saying that it was a huge mistake because the Shiites and the Sunnis are now at each other's throats. Like, we made everything worse there. Well, again, is back that true, Carl? Yeah. We, like I said before, we would promise all these things, and then we didn't understand. You know, we're fighting a, a war based on geographical borders, too. These people are, are, you know, like in Afghanistan, Pakistan, these tribal discrepancies, they span geographical borders. So, by us using geographical borders to define areas of operation, it's it, it, it's null and void. Like, don't even bother. Right. You know what? I have a question, how many, Carl. How many people in the United States and even in Great Britain know that uh, it, it was it was the Brits that drew the lines in um, in uh, Iraq? And uh, then they came back after, that was about 1922 or something like that. And then they came back a few years later and said, oh, we're going to take a fourth of your country and we're going to make a new country. It's called Kuwait. And so as crazy as uh, Saddam Hussein says, and somebody's going to think I'm a, a lover of Saddam Hussein, I'm just telling you the truth. Saddam Hussein had an argument. He says, we're going to take it back. And that's what uh, Bush one was about. You know, you know what I think yeah. it was, uh, Carl, and to Renegade Nation about this whole thing over there, this whole mess, is when they invaded back in 1990 with Bush number one. Mr. Bush wanted to take down Saddam Hussein. He did not do it, but when his son was elected, they had a nice little come-to-face-Jesus meeting and decided that number two Bush, the son, would take down Saddam Hussein, and that's exactly what happened. It was a, it was well, an I ego boost. I don't know if that really happened, but the oh, result is correct. No, because they got uh, big I, egos. I, I, I don't know. You know, I mean, history has uh, the sons trying to finish up what their father did or outdo their father. Carl, don't you think so? I mean, do, do you feel that way, or do you feel that uh, you know? He, I mean, what? he said he said we followed the United Nations order. The United Nations was to get them out of Kuwait, and we did that. Uh -huh. And here's my take on the whole thing. Okay, go ahead, Carl. As a soldier, I always had the advantage to look my enemy in the eye. Or at least long enough to pull the trigger. Right. So, I, I you know, we if we're going to fight a war, we need to fight a war. I mean, we need to go in there and we need to do work. Now, I mean, for lack of better terms, fuck shit up. Um, my, hey, Carl, my question is, when the war started, it was that shock and awe. Remember, they went crazy, the media, the shock and awe yeah, of this whole it thing? it was like euphoria for the U.S. Yeah, and, I'm rah, rah. and I'm sitting there watching oh, all the these... media loved this thing. Yeah, but the... They just reported the, what the administration told them. But here, Bill, two Bill. Two sides of the story. Renegade Nation, Bill, listen. 
They're in there bombing the living daylights out of all of these cities with all these 500-pound bombs and 1,000-pound oh, bombs. Did. They sure oh, did, yeah. and they still survive. They're like roaches. They don't die. <laughs> You keep on well, pounding and pounding and pounding. Know, you can't bomb people to no, but win they, it. They, uh, yeah, but know, Bill, 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 they said that this was going to be a short in-and-out war. It lasted mm-hmm. 10 years yep. and cost a lot of Americans their lives over the what? The longest war we've ever had. Right, over yeah. what? And now all these poor mm-hmm. veterans are coming back, and they're all screwed up, and they can't get their VA benefits because this abominable administration, abomination of the nation, as Marla says, it's all screwed up. And then Carl, poor Carl here, he's over there fighting, and he's saying he's as seeing na- as a Navy SEAL. As a Navy SEAL, he's, he's seeing what's going on. And then he writes a book about it. They di- they discharge him on an honorable, and then they take it away from him. It's amazing. Carl, when are you going to... It just shows uh, uh, shows what's happening and uh, (laughs) that our government control here and that everybody's uh, uh, really, really getting paranoid in this country, and they really should. I'm paranoid. It's it's, uh, because you don't know what's going to happen. What do you think of the Patriot Act, uh, Carl? Uh, Well, you know... I'm not... You know, when anybody can in this country can be picked up and thrown in jail, uh, yeah, we I, throw I, I'm, away I'm the Constitution where you have a fair and uh, 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 quick uh, trial. Here's and, the thing. Uh, the they, fact that they actually, that Congress sat there and debated whether or not that it can assassinate its own citizens with drones, that's, that should say it all. That's where their head is. Mm-hmm. So I mean, well, you know, we use this. We use this stuff. Yes, go ahead. Sorry. Go, no, go no. Ahead. The Patriot Act is just is just a, another example of like, you know, I understand the intention was good, and in a perfect world, it makes sense. But guess what? We don't live in a perfect world, and you know, people are. I hate it. Like, man, I really don't like gay people. But guess what? I believe in civil unions because I believe it's their right. I hate the idea of it, but hey, I go well. With. Me too. Yeah. Well, we feel the same way. I mean, I, I, and when you get into that uh, the, yep. the gay thing, I mean, well, I, and I don't want to go well, uh, no, on into it, but if you're born gay, you're born gay. That's the end of it. You know, they should have a civil union and off you go. Don't bother me and and then live like, like a married couple. That's yeah. it. Simple. I don't want to see your parades and your rainbows. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. You see, that's the other thing, thing that always pissed me off about this, that they have to have their parades. And the other day on, on the Ostrich Media NBC, these two w- women are lesbians and they came right out and said they were lesbians and they also came out and said they were having a baby, and nobody really got upset about yeah, it. Who cares? Who cares? Now, Carl, you know what we found is that when something really big and horrible is happening, the media will go immediately jump on something else that's really stupid, like so, that. So, oh, yeah. So, yeah. So to make um, you know us Americans here stupid, you know, the dumbing down of America. It's basically a distraction. It's like you. I mean, they come up with this stuff, and everybody starts talking about it on social media. But on the background, they're doing something else that you don't even know what's going on. Like, Unless uh, you're really yeah. Well, I don't want to get there's so much. <laughs> anyway, if you like to get Carl's book, Carl, do you have anything else to say? Uh, no, it's, I was just saying, if you can get my, you can get my book on Amazon. Yeah. I'd love everyone to check out my furniture. Too, but well, I'm going to put that on the website. Yeah, Carl owns a furniture store. We're going to put that on the website. And the name of the book is Battle 
on the home front. You can get that at Amazon. Uh, Carl is uh, Carl Higby. He's a former U.S. Uh, Navy Navy SEAL. And Carl, thank you for your service. Uh, yes. We really appreciate thank what you've you. done. Thank you, Carl. And also, Renegade Nation, you thank your lucky stars that you have people like Carl out there protecting your ass. And look what happened to him. So if you're really pissed off about this, and I know you will be, write your congressman. Hey, Get involved. I have a question. Yes, Marla. Carl, what do you think about yeah. gun control in the U.S.? Ha! <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought so. Uh, you know, I, I always tell everyone, and I've said this on air many times, if they think they're taking my guns, they better consider acceptable losses first. There you go. A lot of people think like that. I don't know how to handle one, Carl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're not worried about you. <laughs> yeah, okay. It, Just, the thing is, but the thing is, is I have the same right as every other American, too. So it, it's a right and doubt by our creator. Don't mess with it. Yep, don't mess with it. But they're That's trying right. to mess with it. But I don't think the American people are going to stand for all their bullshit. They're, I think they're finally starting to learn that the bullshit is getting too deep now. And things uh, are not going to happen the way they think they want it to happen. Anyway, we're going to take a break. Uh, Renegade Nation will be right back. Uh, Car hey, Bill, you stay on the line. Carl, thank you so much for being on, on air. We appreciate it. And you have a great day, and say we'll be hi. talking to you soon. Yeah, say hi to your lovely wife. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Carl. Remember okay. when you ran away and I got on my knees and begged you not to leave because I go berserk? Well, you left me anyhow, and then the days got worse and worse, and now you see I've gone completely out of my mind. And they're coming to take me away, haha, -ha, they're coming to take me away, ho ho, hee hee, haha, -ha, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. Non-stop shock radio, renegade talk radio. Get an early start on ammunition to rip that asshole that'll be messing with you later. Welcome back, Renegade Nation, Renegade Talk in Maui, where we don't sugarcoat shit. The new media elite speaks. That was Carl Higby, a former U.S. Navy SEAL. What a great guy. Thank you, Carl. Thank you for your service. We got Bill Dean, formerly of CBS. We're going to be talking about taxes, Carnival Cruise Lines, and chicken <laughs> Bill. in China. Bill's on a, on a roll with the chicken in China. Here's the hash mode. Those chickens over in China, please. Break the Marla's stripping right now. Mmm, yo, baby. I'm euphoric. You're euphoric. <laughs> okay. A little bit of Depeche Mode. What is the name of the song, Marla, since you like it so much? You don't even know, you dumb fuck. You don't even know. Yeah. Oh, you know what Bill called me the other day? What? He called me a classy Howard Stern. That's what he said. I know. <laughs> Renegade Nation, you believe that shit? Yeah, get I into love your... laugh. We are not shock jocks. Yeah, and Bill. Bill should know because he's a pro. Bill's a pro. Ooh, we're we're modified running. shock jocks. I'm an apprentice. Bill Thank should you, Bill. know because he's yeah. a pro. Bill called me a classy Howard Stern. We're, we're white bread shock jocks. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, I'm a, we're vanilla. A, we're vanilla. We're vanilla <laughs> shock jocks. We just tell you the way it is, Renegade We just Nation. tell you the news, man. But we man. don't comment any words when it comes to news. No, we no. don't. And in the news, Renegade Nation, the other night on uh, one of the ostrich... And we're really pissed off, and you will be, One too. of the ostrich media networks uh, did a, um, a review of the Carnival Cruise Lines, and what they, what they found out, and you probably don't know about this, but you know tax time is right around the corner. You're going to have to pay your taxes, and if you don't pay you the taxes, they come down on you, and they go after you. They but here's find what happened. you. Here's what happened. And, and I, in Renegade Nation, Bill, I didn't know this. 
I did not know this. When that ship, the last ship that got fucked up and they were out to sea for four days with no power, no fuel, no, no food, toilets. no toilets, no, no, nothing. no nothing, the ship don't is... Don't look in the water. Oh, my God. It was horrible. Boat. Okay, oh. here's what you don't know, Renegade Nation. This is, what, this is what they try to hide, and they finally, the ostrich media finally said something about it. Amazing. Did you, did you ever hear the U.S. Coast Guard... Renegade Nation. Do you know who that is? That the U.S. Coast Guard protects the waters around the United like States. The police of the ocean. The police of the ocean. Well, not only that. If you're in trouble and you're beyond the United States limits, they go out there they, and rescue you anyway. They'll, they'll go rescue out. Rescue you in the middle of the Pacific. Well, when you have this big ass cruise ship sitting out there in the water, just um, what do they call that when it's just sitting there? What do they call that? There's a word no. for it. Uh, drifting? Uh, adrift? Adrift, that's it. It's a, it the ship it, is, the ship is it's adrift. Sitting there is sitting there. It's, it's, a, it's a, a drift. Yeah, they're shitting there and adrift and shitting there. Anyway, the ship is adrift. Who comes out to help these people, give them food and, and, and clothing and, and so on and so forth, them. is called the U.S. Coast Guard. And guess what, Renegade Nation? You know who pays for that? You do. The U.S. taxpayer paid for the Coast Guard to help these people on their beautiful cruise, that Carnival Cruise lines fucked up. It was a ship full of shit. And the fat slob that owns Carnival Cruise Lines was at a Miami Heat's game, basketball game, sitting in the stadium watching the game and not worried about these passengers on this cruise ship. Well, he owns the Miami Heat. Yeah, he owns the Miami, Miami Heat. Miami Heat's, yeah. you know, much more important than people on the cruise. Yeah, you gotta set your priorities, That's right, right. Absolutely. You stay at the basketball game and worry about that, and don't worry about those fucking people on that yeah, boat. Starving. Okay, now that's one thing. You're paying. You were paying Renegade Nation to help those poor people on that boat, where he should have been paying for it, not the United States taxpayers, because they don't take care of the ship. Why do you think the ship broke down? Because they're cheap. Now they were warned. They were warned. Oh, they were warned. Yeah, I know. They're. They, 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 Bill, when I was in the service in the Navy, the ship didn't break down. And I traveled all over the world and it didn't break down. Yeah, aren't there redundancies or are they too cheap to do that? <laughs> They're too cheap. Now, now, you, he, got a bad, you got a bad pipe, you shut it down, you go to the other pipe. Don't that's it, yeah. They, no, they, they yeah. take a chance. Mm -hmm. Well, Renegade Nation, since you're paying the U.S. Coast Guard and your tax dollars to take care of these people, which that motherfucker should be doing it himself, and they should have salvage operations, not the U.S. Coast Guard. They should have another ship that should have been there. I don't want to go on and on and on. Yeah, well, hold on, Marla. Here's the other thing that's going to really upset you about taxes. Guess what they paid in U.S. taxes last year? Anybody oh, know? The voice of authority $600. speaking. $600. <laughs> You're close, Bill. They paid 0.6% Renegade Nation in taxes. They make billions of... I knew there was a six in there. I know, so you were right. You were right, Bill. 0.6% in taxes. Now, Renegade Nation, think about this. Here you are paying all this money into the tax system, and that's the U.S. Coast Guard has to go take care of this problem. A boatload of which, crap. With a boatload of crap, which you shouldn't be paying for to begin with, and they don't even pay taxes. How does that work? Yes, Marla. I think the Coast Guard ought to charge him. I think the United States government should charge yes. him. That's, what do you think, Bill? I mean, they do that now to us regular civilians. Well, you know, uh, we have a lot of happy senators who have lots and congressmen who have lots of contributions. And just to keep things, you know, 
the things are the way they are because somebody in power or tons of people in power want it that way. Well, I think and we they ne- can sit there and say, oh, that's awful, but they ain't going to change it. Bill, we need to come to power. We need to have some power so we can get away with some shit. Well, they'll How do you think throw we, us in jail. They'll throw us in jail. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, but he or can sit there. Where, when purgatory, people, at least. In purgatory. And the I, other boat, the other ship is still on the rocks. That which yeah, that's he the, owns yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, Renegade Nation, yeah. that ship that crashed when never, the captain was hanging out. I never out. drank that on the rocks. That's <laughs> ship on the rocks? The ship on the rocks. <laughs> Give me a ship on the rocks there, Bart. We have a new cocktail hey, for Renegade. Right, hey, ship on the rocks. Ship on the rocks. Hey, Charlie, give me hey, a ship on the rocks. We ought to do that. I am. I'm, I'll, I will concoct. Let's copyright that. Yeah. yeah, ship on the rocks. I will concoct a ship full of rocks. We just copyrighted it on the air. There so you if you go. steal it Saturday Night Live, we're going to come after crazy. you. Anyway, I'm really good. That other ship, <laughs> Renegade Nation, is... Yeah, it's working now. Okay. You yeah, sound good here. Yeah, well, no, this the machine it's broke again. It's called recording. It's called, <laughs> it's, no, it's not called that. I record everything I do. I know. Everything. Anyway, so Renegade Nation, the bottom line is, is that they're getting away with this. You have to pay, and it's not fair. So you should write your congressman and tell them to uh, have Carnival Cruise Lines reimburse the U.S. Coast Guard, which is the tax money for taking care of these poor people on this ship. Yeah, and the other ship is going to be millions of dollars. They can't no, get no, it off the rocks. That thing is at $22 million right now. There I, don't we go. Who, I don't know who the fuck $22 is. Million. I don't know who the fuck's paying for that. I don't even know. You know, if somebody's got a roller skate on a, on a stairway in a department store or something, and you fall down, you can sue. That's right. And uh, you, you're you out, out there on the high seas, and you really better be careful. That's a warning, because I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you've been there and done you that. You've got to be careful, because nobody's going to come and rescue you. they got tons of lawyers in Miami to prevent you from getting a dime. Well, Bill, here's the thing. It's the audacity of these people. The audacity. And and then, you know, people go, oh, well, it, you know, no, it's not right. They should be paying their full share of taxes. And if they need to use the U.S. Coast Guard, they pay their taxes to make sure that, they, that the Coast Guard's there. But they're not paying the taxes. They're paying 0.6% Carnival Cruise Lines on billions of dollars and then using your tax money to go fucking help these people. That's not right, and it's not fair. Well, and also, in the, the ship crash, people were killed. They were they killed. They don't give a shit about it. They don't care. Bodies. All they care about is one thing. And what is that? Miami Heat. Money. <laughs> I love Miami Heat. <laughs> you just Perfect pushed everybody. Timing, Marla. That was, <laughs> that was great, Marla. Again, Marla, come, you come to the rescue, Marla. Anyway, Bill wrote an article at uh, our missing... Wait a minute, back up here. I think that this asshole should... Like they, they do in Huntington Beach, okay, California. Now, if you're from out of the area and you cause a car crash or, or what have you, they actually now charge the person for the police for the and police and ambulance, could, yeah. the police and ambulance they charge, service. Yeah, they charge the person. So this guy, oh, and also Renegade Nation, it's not just Carnival. If you're going to go on a cruise, most of them are owned by Carnival, even though they have a different name. So do your research. And um, again, like Rich said, very good, Marla. Yes, mm-hmm. we need to uh, charge this idiot. No, the the the, the government does. But yeah. Like Bill he's, said, he's, he's protected. He's, he's protected. He's walking with. He a doesn't care. Lawyers around them. They're, they got lawyers. They got congressmen up Just their the, assholes. They got they got it all covered. Why? I mean, Renegade Nation. When I saw that, I threw the fuck up. It was absolutely pathetic when I saw that. Anyway, uh, getting moving on. On if you go to our missing news, that's I mean, Bill's blog. Hold now. on, Marla. Our missing news. Bill's talking about the chicken, the Chinese chicken. 
Now, what's happening now there, Bill? Uh, apparently, there's some disease again. What's going on with that? Yeah, well, we got another, we got another uh, strain here. And it's very interesting because um, the United States has uh, come to the aid of the scientists that are trying to figure out what to do with this uh, chicken virus, avian. It's called avian flu. And uh, they are uh, backing the scientists in America. I don't think they're backing the Chinese. I don't even know if the Chinese care about it. <laughs> After all, they only they only lost a few thousand people in uh, since the 2003. But uh, this thing actually germinates or they saw they know that it germinated the very dangerous one that was in 2003 and the new one it doesn't appear to be that serious and it just came out and two people have died on that and another woman is very very sick right now um, in uh, Chu, uh, Chuzhou uh, the two men are in Shanghai uh, and it uh, doesn't have anything to do with age. One is 27 and one is 87. Well, how did they get, died. Bill, they ate the chickens. How are, they, how, is, how are the chickens getting this uh, disease? Yeah, well, how? you can actually get it from uh, from touching the, the chicken, and you better cook it pretty well. Uh, the, uh, the last time, uh, the big one, uh, which is still going on, and they're trying to get the secret for it, uh, so that started in 2003, they found that a lot of the, a lot of the farmers were sleeping, yes, sleeping with their chickens. Oh, the whoa, whoa, chicken whoa, 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 whoa. So you're telling me <laughs> that? <And> so <laughs> they would they would pick up the urine and the uh, feces and so forth from oh, the chickens, oh, and then they would go in oh, and meet oh, their wife and their children and oh, so forth, and uh, oh, that's oh, how some of it was spread. Oh, so you say they had sex with chickens? <laughs> <laughs> You, you say you uh, say they have sex with chicken. They, you you, you, you the, they you lay know, in hen. The, the Chinese what? believe in heat, and they oh, believe heat? that just about anything oh, oh, oh. can be killed with heat. And uh, you cannot kill uh, you cannot kill avian. So food. so are you are you telling me that they're using hair hair dryers to spray the the, the chickens down with the heat? Oh, come on. Kill it. <laughs> This is pretty serious stuff, and the thing that's really serious about it is that uh, the government, the United States government, is in quandary because they want to get this thing solved so that people don't die anymore. And uh, why does our government care? These scientists have to share their information, and of course, Al Qaeda is reading their information. So the U.S. government is, uh, you know. They're in a quandary about this. They've, they've, uh, uh, the scientists have uh, handed it to the government for uh, for redacting so that yeah. they can, uh, you know, protect the people. But uh, it's a problem. And uh, well, Bill, and my, this thing, no. this thing could spread across the country, and uh, and the scientists uh, know that, and spread across the United States. It's over in China now, but it can come to the United States very easily. Any of you Americans in China? Thing. So fast that, and half of the people that get the uh, get the serious one, um, uh, that's uh, uh, what one is that? Uh, the, the number uh, the um, the H seven N nine is. I'm sorry, it's H five N one. That's the original one. The serious one. That's right, that, that's the original the, one. That's the original. And one. that's the one that could <clears throat> spread across the across the United States and. Uh, people that get it, one you have one chance in two of, of surviving. Well, my recommendation, wow. Ren- Renegade Nation, my recommendation is uh, don't go to any Chinese restaurants in America and you'll be okay. 
No, I'm oh, don't, I mean, don't go to any Chinese restaurants in China. No, yeah, right. You know, no, no, yeah, no, because, no. Uh, yeah. uh, don't eat chicken. Uh, you know, our our um, uh, KFC uh, and um, uh, Taco Bell over there, um, they've uh, they've had lots of problems, and they've had to close it down. Even the Chinese are the can take just about anything we have not been going <laughs> to those two because they have bad chicken in there. Yeah, they have bad food over there. I think it's the waste that we don't use. Maybe they it's ship their over chicken there. feet, you know, the pickled chi- chicken feet. Chi- yeah, they're good pickled chicken feet. <laughs> Oh God, they're so gross. Yeah, in Hawaii we've got. So, if you want to know, if you want to know more about the chicken problem in China, go to our missing news. It right. could become a very big story if they don't get it under control, and then all of a sudden everybody's going to be freaking out. We told you this today, and in a couple, we, we, I mean, every time we do this, a couple weeks later, the ostrich, it, 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 the ostrich media picks up. But Bill, Bill picks up on all this stuff. He's right on top of it. That's everything. why we love Bill. You do a great job, Bill. So, Bill, <clears throat> keeping us informed here about the chicken. Me? Oh, yeah. wow. Thank you, Bill. Any Americans over there in China don't come home. And also, how many chickens? <laughs> we don't want your chicken stuff. Yeah. <laughs> no chicken left behind. Anyway. And also, how did the chickens and their eggs end up in the U.S.? I mean, they're pretty damn old by that time. I mean, do, are we really importing Bill, like, that chicken, is really, Bill, chicken bodies? That, that is, oh, no, we, I don't think that we import uh, chicken eggs. I mean, we're one of the biggest producers right. in the world of, That's chicken, right. of chicken. Yes. Okay, so, so what about the bodies? Well, are they, are foster, is but, there foster farms somebody, in China? Somebody can get it foster there. Farms. And, I mean, it can be spread through, uh, um. you know... Some chicken that we that we import. We Are you telling chicken. me? Wait a minute, Bill, Bill. Import some chicken. Okay, then that means what? American citizens. If you're going to buy a chicken, read the box. Get your magnifying glass out and take a good look. Bill, do you think these Chinese are yeah. sleeping with the chicken? Chinese chickens? Absolutely. And I got to tell you, I cannot believe that American supermarkets. Some of them are getting their fish from there, and they Ew. don't have enough water, enough fresh water Ew. over in China, and so they just load these pools with uh, antibiotics. And and the oh, swill, uh, you know, it keeps the it keeps the poor fish alive, so it grows, and then they and then so they uh, the send fish. it over here, yeah. and they ship it over. Yeah. Yeah. Look, look for the label China, made, uh, and thank God, this fish made in that. China. Yeah, that's fairly new. <laughs> this fish grown in China. <laughs> this, okay, we're gonna get out of here. <laughs> it's just Bill. getting too <laughs> it's, too overwhelming. So enjoy, anyway, Bill. enjoy your dinner, everyone. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bill. Anyway, Renegade Nation, uh, right. hold on. If you want to check out, go to Our Missing News. Bill's book is... Uh, Smooth Criminal. Smooth Criminal. You can get it at Amazon. We'll put the link on uh, Renegade. I'm not the criminal. Uh, you're no. not the criminal. the criminal. You're yeah. Smooth I'm Criminal, Bill. Guy. Okay. Bill, thank you for being on. We really appreciate it. Renegade Nation, have a Love great you, day. Listen to this. Listen to this show a few times and go to Carl's website. We'll put yes. it on there. You can uh, comment on with, about Carl. Carl was excellent. Excellent. And Bill was always excellent as usual. Renegade Nation, we're out of here. Right. You have a great day. Hello. Hello.